You're listening to the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. Enjoy the show. What's up, wrestling fans? It's me, Justin Labar, and I have my Wrestling Reality podcast, but I got my own channel now. You can go search Wrestling Reality on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Music. You subscribe, and you're going to get a new episode with me every single Wednesday, giving you the reality check of what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Still produced by the wonderful people of the Pittsburgh Podcast Network, but now over on my own specific channel and feed for you to enjoy Wrestling Reality with Justin Labar, presented by Ticket King. You're listening to the funny man himself, Jim Crenn. No restrictions. Jim Crenn, no restrictions on the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. I am at my home, my favorite cigar shop, Balloons, the best cigar shop uh, in the city. I, I believe it's the oldest. So is this the oldest cigar shop, Mark, in the city, or one of them, huh? It's the oldest, uh, but it has all the new cigars. <laughs> it's got the coolest humidor, and the vibe here is nice. Everybody's always so welcoming here. That's the most amazing thing. I'm here. Uh, with Patrick Jordan is uh, hanging out. Pat, thanks for coming. Oh, happy to be here. Hanging thanks out with me, me uh, here today at Blooms. Uh, the neat thing about this place, and come in, everybody is always so welcoming here. It's a, it, it's amazing. It's feel like you feel like you knew them forever. I, I walk out half the time. I know half the guys only. I'll give me a hug. Say see you later. That's all it is. Then Mark uh, makes it like it's like a family. So join our family. Stop on down to Blooms uh, on the south side. Uh, we're on, what is our actual street here? This is 12th Street, right around, uh, by Jack's and all that area. We're so down south side. So stop on over and have a cigar with me sometime. We're gonna be doing live, uh, on, on, we'll do Facebook live, but we're gonna do, uh, our podcast that will be recorded here, uh, in the future, uh, on Saturdays. And it's a big party they have on Saturday. So I'll tell you about that coming up in, uh, in the future, in a few weeks only. So Patrick, uh, the reason I have Patrick Jordan, uh, is, Pat is a, uh, a, a young guy who's put together a unique play that's getting some, a lot of buzz actually around town. Uh, it, it's a unique angle, this play, is because it's about wrestling. And I'm always trying to help the local community art in the arts because this is such a, a tough game, as you know, Patrick, in the entertainment business. But I, I gotta tell you, what, what, inspired you and what's it about tell us a little about it tell us the, the run and where we can go see sure. all the, some details first right Kick out it of the, off. Gate, the, the play is called the elaborate entrance of chad deity it's by a playwright named christopher diaz it was up for the pulitzer prize okay it goes into the world of professional wrestling but there's also a lot more to the show there's geopolitics there's kind of what you want to be with your life what you want to do with your life and how things kind of get tossed around and how wrestling is a perfect analogy for what's going on in America today. That's what I say, right? Absolutely. It's all about wrestling. It's all about wrestling. <laughs> so, is there wrestling in the play? Are you watching? A, there is wrestling. I actually bought a professional wrestling ring. I've got a. Uh, oh, you're kidding! Oh, I had to buy. Well, if anyone wants to buy a wrestling ring, contact me <laughs> after the run. After the run's over, I don't know. I don't know if my wife's going to want I, that in the backyard. Can I ask my wife if I can get it? You can absolutely. I, it would look great in your new place. I think it would look nice. I think great. I put it in the back. That's the no, way. No, no, forget the back. Put it in. in put in it inside. Room. It's a nice thing. Yeah, that's it's it. soft. So, so how can I get tickets? Uh, um, go to barebonesproductions.com, and uh, all the links and everything are there. If you don't, uh, if you're not savvy for the internet, which how would you be listening to this if you're not? You can call one eight 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 seven one ticket. Now, 
The run is now. The run's so, now. The run, we opened tonight, actually. It, it, and we're then, taping Thursday. This is posting uh, Friday, so right. you're listening right now. It's Friday, obviously. So you've got so till tonight you go. You've got till February the um, 4th. Now, now, this is why I'm excited. So you got till February 4th, and, and Saturday's on. You're going to be sold out, you know. So I just got to give a little plug. That's okay. Please do. Tomorrow night, because this is, of course, debuting on Friday. Tomorrow night, uh, on the 28th, I am at the Bricolage Theater downtown. I'm going to do an hour to an hour and a half of stand-up and storytelling. And I hope you stop by. You can go to jimcren.com, go to the website, get tickets. A lot of new material, a lot of old material. I'd say 90% new. I'm just going to throw a couple Ralph the Cats and Sophie Bungie jumping just for the hell of it. But most of it's going to be new, new material. Of course, Donald Trump will be there. Terrific, terrific, tremendous, tremendous, terrific. Great. It's going to be a huge, it's a huge show. Huge. It's going to be huge. Your eyes are going to pop out of your head. It's really good. It's your show. It's about time. We're giving it to you. It's what we're doing. Terrific, tremendous. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I, I can't wait to do it. So, so I hope everybody shows up. Uh, get tickets now and, and stop on down. There's about eh, maybe 35, 40 tickets, something like that left. So if you're thinking of going... And I love my podcast listeners. And if you do go, I want you please make sure you come up and say hello to me, okay? Please say, hey, Jim, I, about talk about the podcast. I want to know if you listen to podcasts. I love, love, this is like a little family, this is a little club, these podcasts, Pat. That's a nice thing. I like it. It's a good thing. I'm so, a, so, I'm a believer in the podcast network. So this is funny because now, now Patrick, the history of you, uh, uh your nephew is your uncle, my John. Uncle. Mm-hmm. John Jordan. That's right. Best friend. In high school, always be a best friend when you're best friend in high school. He's always a great friend. Understood. And he and I used to run together, Pat. I've heard, I've heard stories. All good, right? I oh, oh, nothing but good. Nothing but good. Well, you didn't know you, me, you, my, my, your uncle and I, we did a play together. You do know that? Did you What's know that? What's the play? Tell me about you didn't know? Play. I don't know if I know about this. Tell me about this play. Because you're in play. the plays, not your I'm producer, director, actor. I, I, I do it all. I do it all. Right? I do, yeah. I was hoping you were going to say that. That JJ and I inspired you, but I guess we didn't. You guys, you guys were the reason I get, you gave me my start. I was hoping you said. You, I actually, there, 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 is, there is Super 8 footage of you impersonating <laughs> oh, Muhammad God. Ali. No. On, which has been converted to DVD. John has that. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, we have that. I've been hearing about your Muhammad Ali impersonation since I was a kid. Oh really? Yeah. My, oh, my mother actually has a autographed picture of yours from, I'm guessing, uh, 80 something around the 80s or early 80s oh my and it god says, and, I, and i think it says i hope this is worth something someday oh that's probably worth 85 cents right I, uh, fantastic you can Glo- retire that's, that. that's glossy paper you know it's so funny you mention that because your uncle john was in he was influential in in, in a big way in my career believe it or not he was when we were kids pat i was so quiet, man. And John was always so nice to me. John was a football player and a star. He was very, as he is now, he's a star. He's one of those guys, by the way, he may be the most genuine, kind-hearted person I've ever met still in my life. I agree with and I will, that. And I will say this, for sure, I used to hang out at his house every day. And his, his mother and father and grandparents, yeah. were probably the nicest human beings I could say maybe I've ever met and still hold that title. Uh, really, most genuine, kind-hearted people. Talk about welcoming me in. But uh, so I, I was real quiet, and I would do the impressions. Oh yeah. John for the family, and John and I were known to have a beverage or two, a mm-hmm. beer maybe. Oh, that's back that's, in the that's, day. That's back in the day. I mean, that ended, you know, yeah, a long time. Ago. We felt 
18 or 19, should have been the legal age. It was our cause. And I used to, in the house, do impressions for everybody. And I'd be doing Ollie was big then. Uh-huh. Too young to remember, but he was huge. It, uh, I think like, everybody yeah. knows Ollie. Greatest all times. The greatest of all. Joe Fraser, Joe's home with them all. With them all. Greatest. I am the greatest. That's right. So I do Ollie. <laughs> And he did this guy, Howard Cosell. And he talked to all that. He was the interviewer. So anyway, now I'm, picture this. I'm a quiet guy. You never hear a peep out of me. And John and my buddy Jimmy Hickey, they put me in the high school talent show. Okay. In 1977, September. At North. At North Catholic. Went to North. Right. And at the beginning of... The school year that is how they did the talent show, mm-hmm. not the end. So it was going to kick off my senior year, and I'm going to do a talent show. And here's the trouble: I, I'm afraid I, I can't do the talent. There's no way. And he said, "He said, Jim, if you don't do the talent show, we're not going to be friends. Just jagging me." And I'm thinking, "Well, you and Jim Hickey are my only two friends. <laughs> if I lose you guys, I have no more friends." So they signed me up, and I can't. I I'm, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of doing, I'm going to do the Ali thing, right? Right. But what else do I do? Now, I decide I'm going to do teachers. Oh, all right. Football coaches. Oh, wow. And we had the toughest football coaches in the world. I know. And one of them was, who ended up being a friend and a great teacher. He was, a, was my favorite teacher. Mr. Delilah. I know Ray Delilah. You know Ray Delilah? Yeah. You know my Yeah, I know him. My, my, yeah. Oh, God. So, I all discovered My father's th- big alumni. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To the audience, uh, Mr. Delilah was one of those old school, big hearted, good people. But I mean, he was tough as nails mm-hmm. and he just wanted the best for you. But we're kids, man. So we're intimidated and afraid of him. He was about five, five and five, five wide. <laughs> he's had right. his curly hair. He had this gap in his teeth. And when he, when he talked, he spit, he spit all over, spit all over you. So he would really zero in on me. So I did the impression of him and what the impression was just basically real. Which was, I was so bad in this class, Pat. I was like a, a D student, barely. Mm-hmm. And, and for our podcast listeners, I have told, I may have told this story before. If you've heard it, I apologize. I just want to redo it for everyone listening yeah. down in, in the situation. But anyway, uh, Mr. Delilah would hand out this, uh, he, he is a history teacher. Mm-hmm. So he'd hand out the, the, the test. I'd get my usual D or barely fail. And, John would get his great grades. He was good, good student. He was, he was the all-American kid, this guy, John. Hard <laughs> yeah. work. He was. He's hard worker, you know, beer drinking, hard worker, football player. And I, he was, I wanted to be, I was trying to be half. I tried to, my goal was to get to become half of him. But so anyway, Mr. D would be up in the corner and there was a place called Sloopy's and it was a little convenience store. You could see out his window mm-hmm. and it was just all everyone would hang out from homeless people to the people, whatever. Well, anyway, I, he'd give the grades back on the test, and I'd give like an apple or whatever. And, and he'd stand there staring at the window, and you'd hear him, and the spit would come, and you'd see his face would turn back then. And he'd go, hey, Greg, hey, Greg, come here. And I'd be like, oh, my God. And even John and JJ would be like, oh, my God, he wants you. And I, I'd walk up, and yes, Mr. Mom, just like petrified. And he'd look out the window, and he'd say, did you see that? you see Slippy down there? Yeah. Did you see that guy in the street corner with his, with his t-shirt on, his sleeves rolled up, and the cigarettes in his sleeve, and the beard? Did you see that guy? Yeah. Is that you in 20 years, Craig? You don't get your shit together. You understand with me? You understand? Don't make me hurt you, Craig. 
and we spit all over me. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So anyway, I did that. <laughs> Alright, that's nice. Yeah. Where, you knew Mr. D then? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, speaking of the talent shows, that's funny. I just um, found a picture of me, well, because the wrestling play it was yeah. on my, in my mind. And I was like in kindergarten. Yeah. I was at St. Scholastic, elementary school, or mm -hmm. um, I guess that's Aspinwall. Good Catholic boy. Yeah, good Catholic boy, yeah. Yeah, I got, got bounced around a couple other Catholic schools before, <laughs> before it was all said and done. That's where we get our stories from. Yeah, that's basically what it is. We could go, we could go. I don't think there's enough, uh, there's, I don't think there's enough time on the <laughs> no, podcast. We can do a whole, but, we'll do a whole yeah, one but on no, but um, So I, well, I was into wrestling, which is bringing us to the wrestling play, right? Yeah. So my father had taken me to uh, the Civic Arena to see Hulk Hogan wrestle. Oh my God! When I was a kid, and we bought, awesome. bought T-shirts and the, the, the kids. We bought T-shirts and stuff, right? So I'm in kindergarten, right? So this talent show happens. I don't tell anybody. I get dressed up in the Hulk Hogan shirt, put on a headband and wristbands, and the WWF had put out a wrestling album where <laughs> they, they did all these things. There was one. This. There was one cover. <laughs> And then it was all yeah. like their entrance songs, and they sang their own entrance songs. And yeah. they tried to do yeah. like the rock and wrestling connection thing. Yeah. And so I get up on stage without telling anybody I was going to do it, and I sing the it was Land of a Thousand Dances, but in all the wrestlers' voices. <laughs> so I do all of these things. My sister's, uh, my sister Kate, she's three, four years ahead of me, so she's mortified that her her little uh, her little brother's up there doing this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let me see if I got. I mean, I got a picture here. I no one can see it at home. I'll put it on. You can put it on. You can put it on the web with this. But like, there's my little. See. There's my little ass. Oh, wow, I love the. Oh God. Yeah, you got to see. You got the headband. Oh, I got the headband. You got the boombox going. I, I bring it. That's the boombox. There, there wasn't really, a sound system in there. It looks like in the Catholic John Cusack could play your role. Basically, little John. Little John Cusack. But anyway, yeah. It brings us back to the wrestling. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, so to the play real quick. So when the when the I've been wanting to do this for a while, it's impossible yeah. to do this because it's really hard to cast guys, other actors that are wrestlers that can wrestle too. Right. So I got these athletes. So I needed somebody to train them. So I got the franchise Shane Douglas. You're kidding. So how did you get the franchise? The franchise lives in the Pittsburgh area. See stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, so so he's he's from around here. So he came in and trained these guys and basically kicked their asses. So I would, I've been doing the whole thing, talking about wrestling, talking about wrestling moves, like I know what I'm doing and everything. This guy got there, I got right out of the ring. So Wait, let, get let's, to get, it. let's step back a second. Right. Okay, so you get the French. Hot. I got a notepad. How do you, get, how do you even start to think about to do this, man? Well, That's the crazy. Part well, here's about the thing. I started. You're doing a wrestling. I, start, I started the theater company, um, 2003, mm -hmm. because there were certain kinds of plays right. that me and my buddies that I grew up with wanted to see that nobody was doing and I didn't want the city to miss out on these plays. Okay. So they have a little more or edge, a little more teeth. The yeah. theater company's called Bare Bones Productions. This is a guy's play. This yeah, is this a play. Is I want to see this. This is but it's not just a guy's play. It's a play for everybody. But mm -hmm. th this is the kind of thing that for for you and your buddies, my uncle, all that stuff that mm -hmm. went from the talent show, football players, whatever. Yeah. Everybody has seen some form of wrestling, right? Pittsburgh but loves wrestling. Pittsburgh Bruno San Martino is a San friend of mine. He lives the, here. The living legend. Let's get him to come to the show. I actually tried to contact, I tried to get in touch with him to work something I'll, on this. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I'll couldn't, call couldn't Larry, get to the Richard, man. and Bruno. We'll see if they want to come. Man. Seem to come. They tickets, have a, those tickets are on me. They'd love it. The living legend. All right. Still doing it there. Um, but yeah, I got a funny story about Bruno too from when I was All a kid. right, you tell me your Bruno thing. Oh, I, he's the nicest. I want to hear what okay. you Well, no, it's great. Well, my dad used to run at a track not far from Bruno's house. So my dad would run on the track, and my yeah. dad still runs and lifts in better shape than me. But um, there, was <laughs> a, me. there was a dirt hill around the track, okay. so it was a little wider. Bruno would run on that because he was <laughs> an animal, and yeah. he still is. So he'd be running. So I'd sit there, and my dad, you know, what, what's he going to do to leave me at home? So. 
he takes me and I just sit in the car and he runs and I, you know, mess around and they grow San Martino. So I see him and he's run a couple thousand laps. Yeah. So I sprint next to him and I'm like, I'm like, it's second grade, first grade. And I'm like, Mr. San Martino, uh, uh, when you're done working out, you think I could have an autograph, sir? <laughs> and he goes like, sure, kid. Yeah, absolutely. No like that, right. I sat on the hood of my dad's car. <laughs> Six hours. He never came back. <laughs> I've been waiting for Bruno. I've been waiting to tell him that story. I did an interview with the Trib, and they said, like, who's your favorite Pittsburgh sports figure of all time? I yeah. said, Bruno San Martino. It is Bruno. I'm tra- it is Bruno. And I'm he probably got called or something like he that. Prob- he, was, he probably just ran his 15th and 20th mile. You know, it's, it's, yeah, you're right. It's, well, here's the funny thing. He, he, uh, I, I was lucky, been lucky enough to become friends with him lately. And when I met him, uh, Pat, and got to know him a little bit. I remember talking to him one day. We were at a, a charity function together, and, and I'm talking to him, and, we're talking about working out, and I'm thinking, well, it'd be cool if I could, you know, go to the gym, finagle my way to work out with him a little bit. And I, and I go, uh, so, you know, what do you do? And he goes, well, today, Jimmy, I ran, uh, or no, he goes, I did eight miles, uh, you know, North Park. And I'm thinking he walked. Because he's just a guy who's in his late 70s at the time. He's like 80 now. He's, he's like 78 or at the time. When I asked him, I said, uh, that'd be great. I'd love to walk with you sometimes. No, no, I run, Jimmy, I run. So I just, Kind of, I, I can't do that thing. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't. It, bro. I'll that, walk. That, that'd be like I'll a, walk and you run. It'd be like a like a Labrador and a bulldog. You could trying to jog. You get about ten feet, you fall over. What do you, what do you think of wrestling now? Um, gotta be honest. I'm a little. There's, there's small leagues are coming up. I think like w- me, WWE. Me, me personally, I think the WWE. Know that. Um, I don't want to. Um, Upset anybody here, yes. but I think what yeah, they what, what, what they've I'm done is they got they got, <laughs> they got the um, like a monopoly on everything. They kind of yeah. crushed every all the other territories. Like back when the in what I think is the heyday, right? Yeah. So that would be the seventies into the eighties. Okay, um, and then there was the resurgence did with, you the, ever with the see, Attitude Era. And did everything. you ever see any film of studio wrestling? Oh, come see the show. Oh, we use it. I got this, this Wait, show. Wait, you use video oh, studio oh, wrestling? Oh, my God. You'll see it. The studio wrestling. Oh, my God. It's had, worth okay, it right there okay, to so get check this. So check this out. The pre-show, we've got three Jumbotron screens in, in the theater. Okay. I mean, so it's set up like a wrestling show, right? <laughs> with, with like 50 use. foot, 50 foot black death cloaks around and it. And you got studio wrestling film. I've got studio, old studio wrestling That's film. That goes all like, I'm from the 60s mm-hmm. all the way up oh, through. Yeah. And Those are we, my idols. So we were there. Bruno, we, we, we Dominic Danucci. So, so we, Dominic Danucci. So we're, we're there yesterday and they're running the, the pre-show stuff and Shane Douglas, who's been wrestling, yeah, know, 30, however many years was the champ and everything. So he's sitting there and he went, Oh my God. I've never seen that. That's, that's Vince McMahon Sr. in the ring. And he was like, I've never seen this footage. Where'd you get this footage? Where did and you we get were just all this watching footage? I've got these, I've got a crew working on this. Like this doesn't live up to the bare bones name. I mean, I've got, there's 15 computer monitors. It's like a, it's like NASA yeah. running this show. There's a company called HereCorp. Um, guy named Dave Bjornson runs. They do everything for. Um, I kind of came up with these guys. They do everything for, from like major stadium shows. They've yeah. got the equipment down to like little things in production. They've got a little bit of an in-house production team and stuff. So they shot these um, promo videos for the wrestlers. Okay. So there's like five or six different wrestlers, and they get their entrances and all that kind of stuff. So we went to town on these promo videos. We took over. We took over a Extaza nightclub, which used to be Metropole. Yeah. Um, and we shot. We pumped it up with Fard. We brought in the girls, and we got all these guys, oiled them up, and had like basically shot ridiculous promo videos for all these characters. It's funny. Uh, that we ran into each other and yeah. doing this and all, and it was right across the street from rehearsal where yeah. we were rehearsing. Cause, yeah, 
Clear Story, which is kind of your neighbor, yeah, uh, they're, they're a creative company. So that's okay. a different that's a different group that does that. They they handle like all the design stuff, the building stuff for us and stuff. So it's like that's that's our that's my uh, that's my home team. Those guys are amazing. It's so cool because now mom just called. We still rolling? Yeah, mom just called there. I had to get, okay. Mom's gonna yell at me now. My, my, my phone's been vibrating. It's got to be my mother. Right mom's there. gonna yell at me. That's what they're not picking up. Well, yeah, he think you are. The, the pro the problem is, you answered and then hung up. You know, oh, yeah. Just, yeah, she yeah so I'm she's talking. gonna know. She's gonna know what it is. That's worse than hitting the fu button. Well, yeah. Right now she's really gonna be mad at me. Now. You didn't even let her talk. You know, she's you didn't know. even let your mom talk. Like, hey, thank why you. you why, why don't you call your mom? Yeah, my mom's a Pittsburgh mom, and I say, you know, she's 80 years old. Her, I, I'm serious. Her breakfast every day is a Dr. Pepper and a cigarette. That's a tough lady. She's gonna be 250 years old. Oh, she's gonna be yelling at me too. Oh, she's gonna yell at you. Don't tell about my Dr. Pepper. You think, you think you're a star? <laughs> Can't talk <laughs> you're, to your mom. You're too big to talk to mom. Can't talk to mom, huh? I don't want to talk. Oh, about she's that. gonna be on my case. But anyway, oh, we're talking about wrestling. Oh yeah, so the yeah. theme of the month is wrestling. Yeah, there's a lot and, going on. And the thing with wrestling, um, I sumo wrestled this past weekend. I heard, I heard. I talked to some of those guys that were doing that event. And I think I saw you on TV. <laughs> It's kind of scary me in a diaper. It's slimming. Thank you. Well, next to a 600-pound guy. <laughs> I look great. Uh, but the 600-pound wrestler is the one, one of the ones I wrestle. Because they said, do you want to challenge anybody? And I thought, hey, I'm from Pittsburgh. What's our attitude? Go big or go home. That's, so you I, can't get bigger than that. I picked the 600-pound champion, Yaha, where Yaha, I think his name was. I don't Yaha, you're Yaha. listening. Ha! But, uh, that's what I said when he threw me out. Ha! But, but the funny thing is, this guy's 600 pounds. He is so limber to me. I couldn't believe his doing a squat and all that. He stuff. did a split, man. He did a split. Yeah, to warm up. And, and then uh, I should have taken a picture because I got I got a guy that's bragging. He's in the show. This no, this six hundred pounds. I ran into him, man, and it was like he had this jelly, the fat, but then he hit the wall, the muscle. That well, you got to have something to carry that weight, shape, man. And then he he just let me. He laughed, which he, which really made me feel bad when you came at him. Yeah, I'm giving everything I had. He laughed, and then he just threw so me like you, a rag doll. Use your legs. I try. Oh, I used everything. Squat. I tried put it. Put your shoulder into it. I tried it, Pat. But now, what, I was going to say, what do you think of sumo? Sumo wrestling is intense, man. Well, sumo wrestling is a whole different animal. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a real deal. Well, it's it's a real deal. You see, I'm. You know, I heard somebody talking about Craig Wolfley yeah. was talking about because he tried it. He tried to do it for real, like to com- competitively sumo wrestle. Yeah. So I think. Oh, yeah, Wolf's a good buddy. Yeah, he he so. boxed too. Wolf, yeah. Wolf boxed Butterbean. Believe that. He bought Butterbean? He bought Butterbean. I had a buddy that won the Tough Man contest and called out Butterbean because he was ringside. And I was... Butterbean ter- get in? I was, no, I was terrified for the guy's life because Butterbean know, was about to. You know, Wolf held his own with Butterbean. I'm not surprised. He did well. I'm not surprised. He did well. Yeah. It, but, so, Wolf, get back to Wolf. Go what you were saying. Oh, yeah, that was it. Was he, he was talking... I just heard him talking about um, doing the sumo wrestling thing and how it's a whole different... It's just... Yeah, I mean, yeah. it only lasts a minute or two. It, it, well, how can you go longer? How do you go No. The thing is, you know, when it started, there wasn't really a lot of scripting in those days. Like, We're talking about sumo wrestling or wrestling? No, no, back to wrestling. Oh. No, the, you know how it's scripted a bit. Well, then, it, wasn't it Bruno? I mean, I, a lot. I, I don't know this for sure, but, but wasn't, then, wasn't Bruno 15 years the champion because he refused to lose? Yes. The storylines and the scripts and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, it well, sold out Madison Square Garden like a hundred times from or, what, or over a hundred times. Amazing. From what? From what I'm hearing, like I said, all I am is researching and talking to different wrestlers yeah. and from different levels of it and stuff. They used to be, before you got to the show, which was the big one, you would yeah. work through these territories, and you would learn how to do it, and you'd be kind of seasoned, grizzled, know how to respect it, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, I mean, I just talked to Shane yesterday about Andre the Giant for forever. Like, didn't didn't realize some of the stuff about how 
much pain Andre was in really? at the end of his life. Really? Yeah. With the back and a whole With the back, his legs, everything. Um, so he, well, he guys like, they're like football players. They take hits. Oh, yeah. And he said... Um, the throws are real. What about Andre um, when he'd be in the corner? He'd always, like, you know, he'd do all his thing, but he'd always, you know, be by the corner. Mm-hmm. That was for stability. He'd, yeah. leave the, he'd leave the match with a cane. How do you know you that? Know, and, uh, that's what, yeah, but I didn't know. I was ashamed of him. All-time favorite wrestler. All-time Bruno's favorite. my all-time. And let's well, say besides old school okay, Bruno. Besides old school Bruno. Let's go Bruno. a little newer. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I like the heel, man. I like Roddy Roddy Piper. <laughs> I, I, he I, was awesome. He was my guy. I mean, everybody loves Ric Flair, and I mean, Ric Flair's had the the resurgence right now, and deservedly so. You know, I mean, people are wooing at pirate games. It's causing a big problem for everybody. <laughs> it's causing a big riot for everybody. But yeah, but but Roddy Piper, for whatever reason, I mean, I, I mean, when I was a little kid, I mean, you yeah. cheer Hulk Hogan to beat the Iron Sheik and all that kind of stuff, which is. A big part of the play. That's all. That's all. Actually, championships. Yeah. 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 So, oh my God. Right. Yes. So, remember the old cage match? I think. Oh yeah. With yeah. Bruno and in uh, uh, George Steele. The cage match was the greatest. It's, it's brilliant. The back of them. Well, no, it's brilliant. Well, the cage match is amazing because just this, they thought of that, but the problem is they need to. They're trying to get more and more extreme, mm-hmm. and that's how people are getting actually hurt. But also, it's getting to the point of like how much blood and guts and. Whatever can you drop on this? You got people. I mean, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, who just passed away last week. I mean, I mean, I'll never forget him getting on top of the steel cage, 15 feet above the ring, and jumping on the guy that had already won the match. You know what I mean? You're, you're gonna have my first date with my wife. Yeah, we've been married on February 14th. It'll be uh, 23 years. Uh-huh. My first date was a wrestling match. Really? Where? Yeah. Uh, well, I I was working at DD at the time, and I got tickets and great seats. I thought this was impressive. What era? Is and uh, this was been in was '94, so it's been like '92. And my my favorite uh, tag team at that time was Dink and Doink. Dink and Doink, a We're little person clown and a big clown. Oh my God! That's and the 90s, yeah, the and, attitude and, area. And uh, this was my big, you know. Ben Quinkston, Mozart, moment. I, I told my wife, "Hey, I guess backstage because that was part of the whole thing." <laughs> right, right. And I'm in. She's horrified the whole date, by the way. I will. But uh, I bring her backstage, and she's there. And, and I'm thinking, in my mind, this is a great thing that she's going to meet Dink or, and or Doink. To me, I'm excited. And I meet Dink, and he can't speak English. He's little. He's at three feet. And his wife walks up, this about six-foot Argentinian model, stunning. With Dink. Little Dink. Walks up, says something to him, like he, they have to go, and... She, I swear to God, she picks him up like a little kid, picks him up, and walks into a limo with him, carrying him. That won the date over for my wife. That's power. She laughed. That's, and that was that's, it. That's power. We both were laughing. That was it. It was a win. And that's we got it, married two years later. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Does she call you Doink now? So wrestling means a lot. Well, Does I she call, call you Dink? Is that is that like your pet name? Jokingly? Yes, I call her Dink. Oh, you call her Dink. <laughs> I guess that makes me think. That's good. I guess think doink. Yeah. So, so does, yes. this, does this make any money? What will make any money? Rest this uh, place. Rest the play? Yeah. Not really. So you get into that's what it says. Passion. So, so here's the money. thing. We're not for profit. Um, is, is it, so so we're certified. We're a certified not for profit. So we yeah. get a lot of foundation support. Yeah. The Heinz Endowments, the Opportunity Fund. These things helped us. We got different sponsors from around the way. Um, uh, the Port Authority will sponsor us. We put bus stuff around there. Uh, Larimer's downtown. It's just they're, a passion project for you, man. It's a, the whole thing's a passion. I make a living. Um, there aren't a lot of those anymore. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of special. Well, well I mean, if I do a show, I kind of kill myself, and everybody wants to kill me. Because <laughs> the thing is, how I keep this thing under budget is I'll do like seven different jobs. 
Yeah. So this show, I'm directing it. We had somebody drop out right before the show started, so now I'm acting in it too. Um, I'm <laughs> doing actor, the, I'm too. doing the costumes. I'm doing the props. <laughs> I'm doing the PR marketing. How did it end up at the Ace Hotel? Well, the Ace Hotel, uh, I actually did. You want to do it at another theater? No, no, no I want to do it at the Ace Hotel. I'm, okay. I'm actually building a theater in Braddock right now. Okay. Um, so that'll be our home base, like a small little black box seat. It's actually called the Bare Bones Black Box in Braddock. I sit here and I think I wish I had your ambition. Well, I'm trying. Get a lot further ahead. Yeah. Well, I yeah. wish I had your money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, uh, so. Anyway, the, this show. I, I knew about this show about five years ago. Somebody told me about it, and yeah. I kind of read about it, and I re- bought the play, and I read the play, and I, I mean, I loved it because the first 15 minutes of the play is like my childhood. I actually okay. still have. We t- there's a there's a part of the play where they talk about the wrestling figures, right? Yeah. The wrestling guys. So yeah. We got video footage. My mom kept all my wrestling guys from when I was a kid, right? So she had them. So I got them. So we put them in the movie. We made, we shot video of them. So I've got all my old wrestling figures in peak condition. They'll be on eBay soon. So if anybody was a kid, wants was that all part of your child therapy? Oh, yeah. That, that's talks to the talk, talks to the guys. That's what are they that's, saying to you, Patrick? What are they saying to me? Did you? Have, you saying, don't listen to the voices. Do you have a little Hulk Hogan one? Oh yeah. He was the man. Hulk Hogan was the man. I mean, that was that was the whole thing. I, Long we, time. We, we have footage that we show pre-show. So if you get to the show early, like seven thirty or something, we have Hulk Hogan's match where he was the heel. Oh, he really? was the bad guy, <laughs> and uh, classy Freddie Blassie was his manager. And uh, yeah, or no, who was that? Yeah, I think it was classy Freddie Blassie. I could be wrong. So he comes in and does that, and Hogan's not wearing the gold trunks, and he's you know beating the hell out of a guy. Like me, like he was the bad guy. Then they turned him good because I think the Rocky movie might have helped. Uh, but but yeah, what was I saying? I forgot where. No, we're talking favorite, oh. about Hogan. I was oh, big oh, Hogan. That was it. Well, then Hogan. That's why I was talking about Piper because Hogan is uh, versus Piper was that first WrestleMania. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I, I, I remember love, it. Was you. I, I love Piper because I would act like him because <laughs> he was great on the mic. He was like he was. He, he was he, that's what it was. And he's got. I mean, that guy rest his soul. I mean, I never met him. But he had stories I listened to. He had a podcast for a while, so I would I listened to his stuff too. Yeah, I mean the best was I, I, I this is only about three years ago. And this is so weird with what's happened with Hogan, man. I, this is a guy all these kids I we all idolized growing up and all of a sudden yeah. I'm watching him going, Yeah, brother, yeah, brother had a threesome with a radio guy. So, like, so your prayers and yeah, your brother writings, and then uh, allegedly, next thing you allegedly, know, allegedly Oh yeah. Allegedly. I was gonna say allegedly he's that's, good with the lawsuit. That's so funny, that's in the play too. Oh, is it? Yeah, we just you're gonna you're gonna. You know, oh, oh, I can't wait. To yeah, see this. so that's so that's in there. I, as I well. met him um, two years ago. Between um, Hogan and Bill Cosby, it's it's, it's, it's a tough time. It's a tough time. So it's a tough I, time for my childhood. Hulk Hogan, yeah, really strong. Yeah, right. So um, he's at a bar at the hotel uh, in the airport. As you're walking, you know, mm-hmm. you can So we're, my wife and I are uh, flying home uh, from somewhere and whatever, and I I go to that hotel bar at the airport. We're going to just get a salary, and of course, I'm going to get a burger. She's going to sell. But anyway, walk by the bar. There's Hulk Hogan with two people. Now, he's got a yellow T-shirt on and his bandana, right? Uh, it was like a, a, a bright, like, it's like a red in a... In a that's, kind of like that's, a that's, your typical, one. That's, that's your typical Hogan ring wear? Yeah. yeah, it was like kind of a casual day off right. bandana. Okay, look. okay. But I walk up... As you have those. Yeah, I walk up to him and I say, uh, uh, Mr. Hogan, thought of a little respect, right? And I said, may, may I uh, have an autograph? Because it's going to come at, you know, Somebody little else. cousin. Oh, yeah. Little cousin Jimmy Crenn? Yeah, I was going to keep it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But anyway, I said, I'll be right. And he, in his 
manager, or whatever it was, the guy there, because um, Mr. Hogan really doesn't really want to be noticed right now. That's okay, and I walked in, I'm sitting there six, I look at my wife, I said, he's wearing a yellow fucking t-shirt and an orange blue bandana. Is that, when he got, in, when he looked in the mirror before he left, and he said, this, there's the one brother, this is the one that's going to be low key. I'm undercover today. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm it's, it's orange. I'm it's under, not red. I'm under a radar. No it's good. not red. It's orange. I'm like, really? Yeah, come on. If you're wearing a yellow T-shirt and a bandana, you should sign something. You should you should sign something anyway. And, but yes. but anyway, I mean, I understand, I'm just pri- I understand the privacy and everything. But like still. That. But side note, uh, Shane <laughs> Shane Douglas franchise <laughs> told me. I mean, he knows all these guys. He wrestled all, all these right. guys. He was, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's tag team partner. They were the champ. Yeah. So like, um, uh, he said, you know, say what you want to about him, with the Make a Wish stuff. Yeah, he'd go into the hospital with wow. the kids, and they'd say it's time to go, and he'd stay with the kids, and mm-hmm. he'd brush them away, and he would do this thing like, I need, I need some energy, I need some strength for the thing. Can you give me some strength, brother? And he'd rub the kids' arms That's and stuff like cool, that, man. and the kids would like light up and that that kind of. So that that <clears throat> their superheroes come to life. Yeah, so you know, Vince McMahon and, and, and tapped in on that perfectly. He, for ta- us he all. tapped in on that. And and it's still and explo- entertaining. And exploited the hell out. Of it. I love. I still love <laughs> yeah. it though. Oh yeah, the, the the character I'm playing. I still watch it. The character I'm playing in the shows uh, in Chad Deed is kind of a Vince McMahon kind of character. <laughs> so yeah, so I get to keep my clothes on. So <laughs> the other guys not what, so much. So so we can get. To, uh, tell us again how we can get tickets. Can we okay, get you can go to you can go to barebonesproductions.com. Or you can go to uh, call one eight 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 seven one ticket. You can go to showclicks.com as well and search Chad Deity. Just go in there. Uh, the Ace Hotel is um, actually doing uh, room discounts. You can get okay. that stuff off our website. And if you buy a ticket to the show, you get fifteen percent off at the Whitfield Restaurant inside the hotel, which is a cool thing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that, if you, yeah. I was gonna say it's a great weekend. Oh, it's or a night out. You, you get a room. Out, you get you get the cheap you get the cheap room. You get the discount on the dinner and drinks. We've got a bar in the theater, and we've got a bar in the lobby of the, of the hotel. That's the way I like it. So yeah, so that's and, and you got to imagine it, it's great because you get your your cultural uh, fill. Right. You tell your wife we're taking you to a play. That, this is the perfect thing. And more goes. That would be the perfect thing you to do. You take, you, t- you take your wife to a play. She sure, I love it. I'll say this. I got married because of wrestling. There you go. And that's why you're you're dink. That's why I'm dink. That's why you're a little dink. So so there was um yeah so you could you could have all that you got the show, it's theater it's culture it's it's literally for everyone. The thing was up for a Pulitzer Prize. So it's not just any any little. This thing isn't here. thrown together. Yeah, this, this is isn't thrown together. This, this thing, is the this, real this, deal. This, this is the real deal. If you're a wrestling fan, or you don't have to even know anything about wrestling, it walks you through it quickly. There's full wrestling matches. We've got a wrestler and stuntman named Jared Bajoris, who's um, killing it. We're, he's off the top rope. Oh my he's God, doing I know flips. Jared. You know Jared? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. So Jared, we Very brought good. him. in. My dad is one of the close friends. There you go. My fr- uh, my friend Flying Ryan Burke out of Youngstown, oh who's a wrestler. Okay. Uh, he set me up with Jared because we needed a. I, We've got four actors yeah. in the show, me included, and I needed an actor wrestler who knew what he was doing. I'm so, so this excited. guy came in. So he plays three different wrestlers. <laughs> the the characters are um, the stereotype type characters. Right. So he's a stock bad guy, and then he's like Billy Hartland, 
and then he's old glory. So it's like very American kind of a thing. You know? Now, now, when you get huge famous, are you going to give me your autograph? Or are you going to give me the old, you know? I'm going to give you the. Trying to keep uh, low key, brother. I'll, I'll be like, I'm trying to be low key, brother. With your orange red bandana, whatever you're going to wear. You can start wearing a bandana. I got to wear. I got to wear like a like a really bright like a zoot suit. <laughs> I think you got to get and a suit. Like like I'll, I'll put the, yeah. the fish in my heels, like something to, like with a a light on me. Or the Scottish like, kilt. Oh, right, that's what your band. I I. Uh, you know? I don't know how I don't I don't think I have the gams for a kilt. <laughs> hey man, well I will be uh, uh, at the play. I but yeah, come come check it out. Everybody should see it. Like it's it's seriously. I I didn't get into it. I've got I've got guys going off the top rope, doing splits, super kicks, power bombs. It's all there. So girls, they would like they would like the guys. Everybody's in really good shape, except for me, which is great because I'm wearing a suit from <laughs> Larimer's. Uh, but um, everybody else, um, everybody else is Rip Diesel. Um, the the story kind of takes uh, some fun turn. It's kind of like parallels. It's unfortunately timely right now. Yes. All art is seeming to be a way more relevant right now with the geopolitical atmosphere going on right now. So it's not like a political play right. by any stretch of the imagination. Some, some but there's 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 some there's message underneath. There's some mef- there's some messages in there. Yeah. Well, I'm excited, man. I will be there. All right. And uh, uh, I'll wear my bandana. I'm excited. And, and I just want to thank you, Patrick. Oh, thank you so much for show. having me on. Back I've been again, a fan. Right? Like Stanley Pikachowski's been <laughs> in my head since birth. I've been. We grew up on it. My buddies and I. We used to sneak in headphones into into high school and listen to it during class. This is for JJ. JJ, you the greatest, greatest of all time. <laughs> uh, hey, and uh, Saturday night, you can take one. Uh, a break because your show's going to be sold out. Of- My show's going to be sold Saturday out on Saturday, but we got tickets Sunday. Hey, yes, I'll be there. I'm so go, go see to go see Jimmy at Bricolage yeah, doing wordplay, stand up, and yeah. storytelling. And that's Saturday night, the Bricolage, and go to Show Clicks. Go go to my website. It's easy. Just go there to click on the Show click, Clicks and all that stuff. So I'll see. I uh, hope to see everyone on Saturday. And if you want to say hello to me, you know the for our podcast listeners, go to uh, Jim Kren at email dot com. Jim Kren at email. Um, we are at Bloom's Cigars. We thank Mark and everyone here at Bloom's, and I thank you. And you're, we're going to have to call my mom right now. Call your mom right now. Could you she, back me up on this? Yeah, I will, but she's been texting me. I don't know how she got my name. <laughs> I don't know how she did. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we'll see you later, brother. Thanks, Thanks man. man. Thank okay. you. No restrictions. Thanks for listening. This is the Pittsburgh Podcast Network.